Rindasuttas here, continuing, Canto 11, Chapter 22. We are up to text number 33. First we'll say, Uh, here, uh, this 33 and 34 coming up is concludes the answer to Uddhava's question, which was given, you may recall, in 26 and 28, after Krishna had discussed all the different varieties of ways that intellectuals divide up the pie. He said they're all basically okay, they're all basically right. And uh, then Uddhava goes on to ask him, he says, ask him about the Pukati and Purusha. Still there, people are having a hard time sometimes seeing the difference between. Uh, They reside with each other, Soul appears to be within nature, nature within the soul, and prakriti within purusha, purusha within prakriti. And we pointed out before, these are basic terminology distinction at the foundation of sankhya. And uh, so then, Then Krishna replies, Prakriti Purusha, same words that uh, that he starts out with in 29. And he said they're distinct. Uh, and the manifestation of nature undergoes transformation. And then he talks about the three aspects of material transformation, the Adhyatmic, Adhidaivic, and Adhibautic. We talked about how that was introduced uh, or Prabhupada talked about quite a bit in the second canto, these categories and how the system of the world really works between the senses and the sense objects and the controlling deities of the senses and so on. And uh, he gives us analysis. Uh, and so now he's concluding this analysis here with text number uh, text number 33. Uh, it's an in- interesting text in many ways. Atma Paritjana Mayo Vivado Nagasti Nasti Nagasti Nastiti Siddhartha Nishtaha Vyarto Pinaivo Parameta Pumsam Maka Paravritta Diyam Swalokat. This 34 I'm reading? Oh, I'm sorry, I skipped 33. Sorry. Uh, sorry. It's more interesting. Yosav Gunachoba Kutto Vikara Pradana Mulan Mahata 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 Prasuta Aham Triven Moha Vikalpahe Tuil Vaikarika Stamasas Indriyascha. So he, this is really 
on the, the, the same uh, topic. And then 34 sums up the whole, answers the question, and actually goes back to the beginning of the chapter in a way. So 33, when the three modes of nature are agitated, yaasa guna, kshoba, agitated, when the three modes of nature are agitated, the resultant transformation appears as the element of false ego in three phases, goodness, passion, and ignorance, uh, generated from the mahatattva, which is itself produced from the unmanifested pranana. This false ego becomes the cause of all material illusions and duality. Now, this goes back to the, actually, the three modes. Uh, here you see vaikarika, tamasa, and aindriya. Uh, uh, this is the terminology we saw earlier, uh, vaikarika indicating the mode of goodness, and taijasa, that mode of passion. And tamasa's ignorance, but here, uh, excuse me, uh, I'm, I'm just made a mistake. Vaikarika, uh, the mode of goodness, tamasaha, the mode of ignorance here. And then instead of, uh, and then, and instead of taijasa, which mode of passion, they aindriyaha, having to do with the senses. Because the, the, both the ganindriya and the karmindriya are evolved, the, 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 the instruments of perception and the instruments of action are both, both products of false ego and the mode of passion. So this is basically outlining uh, uh, this here. Uh, 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 that that uh, that there's first of all pradana, which is the uh, uh, undifferentiated primordial material nature. Pradana uh, uh, mulat, which is generated from pradana. Mula means the root. The root is pradana, and then then from that comes mahataha, the mahatatwa, when it's when it's energized by the by the time energy, and then there's aham, which is just here for ahankara, there's aham. And then it's three vrit, threefold, uh, threefold, and that's if you see, if you can look on the screen, you can see this little chart. It comes down, and then goodness, passion, and ignorance, and threefolds, and then those further transform. Uh, and then the, the the count given in the second canto, with each transformation, there's a glance of the Lord. The energy of the Lord's glance keeps pushing this evolution down. That's like the fuel that 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 makes it uh, unfold. Uh, uh, and so, uh, Banuswami gives a simpler translation of this: Ahankara which arises from Mahatattva, arising from the agitation of Prakriti, Prakriti here meaning Pradana, has three forms, Sattva, Tamas, Rajas. These cause a variety of opinions caused by ignorance, 
because the, the word to notice in this verse is moha uh, vikolta hetu. The, uh, and it's taken in different ways, actually, uh, b- between the the, the uh, BBT purport and Vishnachadavadi Thakur's uh, purport. But this vikalpa, uh, which is translated here in, in the word for word as material variety, uh, it means various, the basic sense is alternatives or options but it comes to mean just diversity and manifoldness and then also difference of perception and then indecision or resolution or doubt, vikalpa. Uh, so if there's two different things, which is that this is that this, this is the vikalpa also, which arises from there being various options out there. Uh, and so... Here, um, here in uh, the BBT, they say about this, they say, uh, uh, by giving up one's false ego of identification with the three modes of nature, one can achieve Krishna consciousness, the pure original states of existence. You have to go beyond that whole thing. You know, the word moha vikalpa hetu, so they single this out for treatment, uh, indicates that because of false ego, uh, one considers himself to be the enjoyer of nature and thus develops a false sense of material duality in terms of material happiness and distress. So here uh, they are taking this duality, uh, the vikalpa, uh, uh, to be this... Uh, happiness and distress. Because moha, moha itself is, is bewilderment. Uh, so, uh, is bewilderment because of this duality, uh, uh, this, this duality, the, 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 excuse me, the way they read it is uh, the, the vikalpa uh, of happiness and distress, and then, uh, because, be, then because of that, then you are uh, bewildered. Well, because you're bewildered, you have the enjoy of nature, you develop this false sense of material duality, happiness and distress, and you seek happiness, avoid distress, and so on. So there, this vikalpa is duality of happiness and stress. Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur has a different uh, take on it, slightly different. Uh, he says, in his purport, he's saying, uh, this is in quotation marks, which, again, this is the imaginary person who's asking the question. Is the material world true or false? That's the bewilderment, the vikalpa. Is the material world true or false? Not is it, you know, happiness. Uh, 
And this should be asked because it is difficult to determine from the great variety of opinions. Uh, this is explained with examples in two verses. Ahankara, uh, an effect of the agitation of the gunas, arises from the Mahatattva, which arises from Prakriti. This is a translation like this. One is what we translate this way. This takes three forms, Vaikarikas, or Adidaiva, Sattva, Tamasa, Adibhuta, Tamas, and Aindriya, or Adhyatma, Rajas. This is a cause of different views arising from ignorance. So moha is ignorance here, bewilderment, and then vikalpa, different views. And uh, he says here, is it true or is it false? Uh, this looks ahead to the next verse, where there has astiti nastiti. Uh, uh, so that's what he takes it as. That's the duality. And interestingly enough, when we go on to the next verse, uh, I mean, it doesn't mean that, they're, that, that one's right and one's wrong. They're just, and the BBT is just following a different, different uh, commentator when they, they bring that up, usually. Uh, but, you know, this is the different ways to see, read things, and they're all valid. Uh, but interestingly here, now when we go to the next verse, which I already read, uh, I'll do it again, just to keep it in your mind. Atma parigyana, this is atma parigyana, it's atma and then a parigyana maya. We'll take that apart, it's an interesting phrase. Atma parigyana mayo vivado. He yastiti nastiti vidarta nishtaha vyarto pinaivo parameka pumsamata paravrita diyam swaloka. So the BBT translates it like this The speculative argument of philosophers, the world is real, no, it is not real. So now they go back to Bhagavishnu Chakravarti <laughs> now it's now it's the world is real is not real. So he he sees it more tied closely together. The speculative arguments of philosophers: uh, uh, the world is real, no, it is not real. Now he's supplying the world. I mean, Vishnu Chakravarti is because what you have here is uh, asti itti. You see, he and then astiti. Astiti, that's asti iti. The iti is like a quotation mark, and they're saying asti, which merely means it is. And the next one, nastiti, they're saying it is not. Doesn't say what it is. <laughs> so it's Vishnu Chakravarti who says it's the world. The world is real. But it, we'll get into it. It could be historically many different things. Uh, uh, so, no, the world is real, no, it is not real, is based upon incomplete knowledge of the supreme soul. Here, Atma is taken as supreme soul. Uh, and is simply aimed at understanding material dualities, 
because it is focused on Bidda, uh, differences, material differences, Parthanishta, fixed on, it's a subject matter, Bidda, difference. Uh, although such argument is useless, Vyarta, uh, persons who have turned their attention away from me, their own true self, are unable to give it up. This goes all the way back to the beginning. Here the disputatious pundits are disagreeing. Some say, some say that and they spend so much time defeating each other's arguments, going back and forth, never coming to a conclusion and uh, you know, chalking up scoring points when the other guy goes down and you think you've defeated him and so on. And of course nobody actually says, yeah, you're right, I'm wrong. <laughs> Anyway, uh, uh, yeah. So this is uh, this is this is a very very interesting uh, uh, verse here. Uh, and the, the the speculative arguments of philosophers. This. This uh, uh, they're saying asti and nasti, and as I said, these terms have a big history, asti and nasti, uh, and and we should be aware of this because they are definitely names of things, you know. And it actually shows up in the Bhagavad Gita, where uh, in 1842, uh, Krishna is listing the character qualities of a Brahmana, and it's astikyam. It's, it's having this quality of asti, of saying yes, of affirmation. And here, uh, Prabhupada just translated as religiousness. But what really means, as, as Prabhupada says, here I'm taking this from uh, uh, the teachings of Lord Kapila, on verse 14, he says, talking about a brahmana, uh, characterized by the mode of goodness, he gives his qualities, he has full knowledge, he knows how to apply the knowledge in life, jnana, vijnana, and then astikyam, he has full faith in the authority of the Vedas, a quality called astikyam. So here this kind of basic meaning, it is, means I accept the authority of the Vedas. Uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Prabhupada goes on here in his commentary, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has explained the difference between nastikyam, naasti, and astikyam, according to Vedic understanding, one who does not believe in the Vedas is called Nastika. So that's a kind of very fundamental idea uh, that, that there are those who accept the authority of Vedas. And they're asti, asti, it is, it is, I accept, I believe in the Vedas. And the Nastikas are the Buddhists, the Jains, uh, who, those who, who don't accept 
the, the authority uh, of the Vedas. So, uh, uh, and so Prabhupada says this, like in the uh, Chaitanya Tamrita Madhyam 6, 168, uh, uh, which is translated as, the Buddhists do not recognize the authority of the Vedas. Therefore, they are considered agnostics. The, the word that's used is Gnostica. They are Gnostica. And here Prabhupada calls it agnostic. Uh, 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 and there's those that, uh, uh, however, those who have taken shelter of the Vedic scriptures, Veda Ashraya, yet preach agnosticism, yet uh, 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 with the Mayavad philosophy is certainly more dangerous than the Buddhists. This is what Lord Chaitanya is saying. Their uh, crypto-Buddhists, uh, the Shankarites, they, they say they accept the authority of the Vedas, but when they interpret it in such a way, they come out with a kind of Buddhism. Uh, 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 so, Veda Ashraya Nastikya Vada, taking shelter of Vedic civilization. Veda Ashraya Nastikya Vada means agnosticism under the shelter of Vedic culture. This is the term that's used in the CC for the, that, the, 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 that, uh, that they've snuck in Buddhism under the cover of uh, Veda or Vedic language. So that they're really uh, not really, although they say they're considered Vedanta because they accept the authority of the Vedas, they've, they've cheated. So that's, that's the claim there. And, uh, so another place uh, Prabhupada says uh, in an initiation lecture, uh, he said, we should firmly believe what Krishna says. This is called Astikyam. And Nastikya means not firm belief, atheism. So sometimes he calls it atheism, sometimes he calls it agnosticism. Just like Lord Buddha. Lord Buddha simply said that I don't believe in the Vedas, therefore he's immediately calculated as atheist or Nastikyam. But what's, what's happened, of course, is there, there are uh, Shaddarshan is a term that six philosophies, darshan here means a philosophy, that are taken together are hastikyam. That is to say, nyaya, logic, vaisheshika, the atomic theory, sankhya, the analysis of matter and spirit, yoga, the discipline of self-realization, karma mamamsa, uh, the science of fruitive work, of sacrifice, ritualistic sacrifice, in Vedanta. Uh, sometimes Kama Mamamsa is called Puva Mamamsa, and Vedanta is called Uttara Mamamsa. But these are the six, they're called the, the six orthodox schools of Hinduism, people call them sometimes, you know, because they're, they're all, these three, these six all accept the authority of the Vedas. But you will know this, the also that there is a non-theistic or atheistic sankhya that's developed. So they're okay because they accept the authority of Vedas, but that, that, that atheistic sankhya 
uh, has has a plurality of spiritual jivas and ha- has pollution, property, but no utama pollution. So, and sometimes karma mamamsa doesn't really give much credence to the gods, even though know, really, yeah, they're there, but they have to do what the priest, what the rituals say you do. But anyway, that's the that's the this nastika astika. Uh, if, if you want a little rundown in, in the Vedavase at the end, there's a, a glossary of terms, and there's one called six systems, which give you a little little more details about them. But uh, if you have an introductory Hinduism course in a university, you'll get these these that are considered to be astikyam because they accept the authority of the Vedas. So here these terms come in, astikya and nastika. So you, you, you're in the realm of philosophers arguing. Either the world is real or it's not. God is there or God is not there. Uh, 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 and so on. Uh, So, Banuswami translates this, uh, those who do not know Paramatma, again, Banuswami is following Sriyaswami's commentary, those who do not know Paramatma, who are fixed in goals other than me, uh, the Dida, the difference, is away from me here. Engage in arguments concerning the reality or unreality of the world, and do not cease to argue. Argue. It says, "Na eva uparameta." They don't stop arguing, <laughs> although they achieve no results. They have turned their thoughts from me, the Lord, who gives regard only to the devotees. Excuse me. Uh, there's a different translation of this interesting term at the end, swalokat, uh, which uh, uh, modifies from me, Krishna, who am swalokat. So the BBT says, who am, uh, in the word for word, I'm none different from them, loka, their own loka. Uh, I'm none different from them, uh, or uh, or uh, there I am their own true self. I'm their loka, their place of being like that. Whereas uh, Vishnu Chakravarti talks at Swalokat, uh, that they are my people, one who has them as their people. Who, uh, so Banu Swami translates it, who gives regard only to the devotees, Swalokat. He doesn't pay any attention to these people. So that's a, another di- a difference. Um, the, um, uh, the, the, the purport uh, in, the, in the BBT uh, uh, let's see, I got another one. Long page up here. 
Yeah, excuse me. Yeah. It, it doesn't doesn't really uh, deal particularly with the verse. You can you can read it. Um, but uh, here here's, here's the commentary by by Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur. Uh, the the imaginary interlocutor or speaker says, learned persons who can destroy doubts can certainly determine the truth. No. So here little persons are good at destroying doubts. They smash their opponents' conjectures. They're sure they can find out the truth. No, not at all. They simply quarrel among themselves. Some maintain with proof that the world is real. Some proclaim that the world is false, attacking the first claim. They show lack of knowledge of Paramatma, they meaning both of them. Because Paramatma, understood only by realization, is beyond logical argument. That's the point. One has to have Paresh Anubhava, direct experience of the Supreme. These people do not have direct experience of the Supreme. And this is what's contained in, in this verse where it's, it's this Atma Pariparigyana Maya. Uh, these are the, the words are A, not Parigyana Maya. Parigyana, the word Parigyana. Uh, is um, uh, the, the prefix pari uh, when especially when it's in front of a word in a compound the beginning of a compound expresses fullness or high degree fullness of knowledge or a high degree of knowledge and uh, uh, so uh, 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 yes, yeah, so parigyana means thorough knowledge or experienced knowledge. Same as vijnana. Vijnana is also sort of kind of an all-purpose purpose intensifier in Sanskrit. So vijnana, jnana is knowledge, and vijnana is really experienced knowledge. Uh, karma is your fate, but vikarma is, in this case, bad karma. <laughs> so it just intensifies the thing. So then that parigyana maya, maya here means they have, uh, 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 possess, uh, uh, aparigyana maya. They don't have this uh, deep knowledge because it's not realized knowledge. So that's why Vishnu Chakravarti makes this, uh, makes this a, a, uh, uh, the point. They don't have that. So they argue back and forth. And he, so he goes on, a person fixed in a goal other than me, or a person who is fixed in defeating others' arguments, achieves no result. Which is piety, sin, swarga, hell. Though it is pointless, that person does not stop arguing. This is because of his nature arising from maya. 
And then he quotes uh, from uh, Bhagavatam 6.4.31, translated as, I offer respect to the great Lord of eternal qualities, whose material energy is the cause of agreement and disagreement of those who make philosophies and then argue with others, whose materially energy continually bewilders them as to the real nature of the of Atma. Then he goes on. Moreover, although they have attained a path to achieve me after many births, they fall from the path. So here now we're going to the fact that Vishnu Chakravarti talked here, these people who argue, these are intellectuals. They're on the path of knowledge. And the path of knowledge achieves, will achieve me after many verses, but they fall from the path. Those who know the path to attain me, after understanding the meaning of the scriptures, uh, and take to arguing, have their intelligence turned away from me, paravrita diem. So first they're on the thing, but then when they get involved in excessive arguing and disputing, they want to defeat others. I once asked, when I was an undergraduate philosophy major in college, and at the end of four years I was very disappointed. So I went around to some of my professors and asked them, you know, why are you in philosophy? What can you achieve? And one of my professors says, to win arguments. That's what he said. And the professor I considered the best told me success in philosophy is being clear about what you're confused about. I was disappointed in that answer, too. I think more of it now than I did then, but anyway, that's it. And then, anyway, Vishnu Chakravarti goes on. Uh, they take to arguing, have their intelligence turned away from me. This paravita diem. Uh, in the verse, it's, uh, it says here at the beginning of the last pada, mata paravita diem. Uh, mata means from me. Uh, their intelligence, paravrita, turned away from me. And uh, you'll notice the same phrase begins the next verse. Um, so they, uh, their, their intelligence turned away from me, who look upon my devotees and know others with mercy. That's the swano God, as he takes it. My devotees are not eager for arguments. They make their lives successful by thinking of me only and not about argumentation. It is hinted that one should not waste one's life by inquiry about truth in the world through arguments. So that's one way to waste your life. Uh, so that's, that's the way, uh, that's the way uh, he takes it. Uh, this is how material nature confuses them. Uh, although they're on the path of knowledge, uh, they are shallow in their intelligence. They may think about many things and may be quick-minded and clever in some ways, but there's no depth to it. It doesn't go down to their day on Paramatma. Um, so then... Uh, 
So that's his conclusion. That that is Krishna's uh, statement there. But going back again to all these diversities of opinions about which scholars disagree on. So now in 36 and 37, Uddhava asks a question. Sri Uddhava Uvacha Pataha Paravrita Diya. So there it is again, Paravrita Diya. Uh, uh, the same word. And here instead of Mata, it's Tvataha, from you. Uh, of those who have their uh, intelligence deviated from you. Uh, uh, so that's the topic. There, there's, so there's, first it looked to me like there was a kind of abrupt change of, of, of subject matter, but this is, this is the, how, how the continuity is there in this repeated uh, uh, phrase, exact quotation. It takes this up. Pata paravritta diya svakritai karmabhi prabhu uchavacha is a common phrase, uchavacha, high and low, uchavacha yata dehan vrinanti visvijanti cha kandamakyahi bhuvinda durvibhavyam anatmabhi nahitat prayasho loke vidvamsa santi panchita Sri mm. Uddhava said, O Supreme Master, of the intelligence of those dedicated to fruitive activities, karma uh, bihi, um, is certainly deviated from you. Please explain to me how such persons accept superior and inferior bodies by their materialistic activities and then give up such bodies. Ogavinda, this topic is very difficult for foolish persons to understand. Being cheated by illusion in this world, they generally do not become aware of these facts. So here's another thing that's hard to discern uh, by, by uh, these people. And uh, uh, so really here, this question in 3536 is basically this. You have explained that those who turn their attention from you because of defective jnana now explain what happens to those diverted by karma. Uh, uh, in these two verses... Uh, so you notice this, mata paravritta diyam in 34 and 35, tvattaha paravritta diyam. Uh, the, uh, I think in the, uh, yeah, the, the really interesting purport here is Vishnath Chakravarti Thakur's, uh, who's, who, translation is almost the same. And, but this first sentence, if their minds are diverted from you, then they become bound by karma. So he's suggesting 
that this, this follows a, a causal course. First, they become deviated by wanting to win arguments and arguing and never come to a conclusion. You get disappointed uh, in, your, in your quest for knowledge. You're diverted from the path. And then they accept, then they, so they become bound by karma. Then they accept and give up higher or lower vo- bodies. This word, ucha uh, avacha, uh, ucha high, avacha low. Which are, this is a standard phrase together, up and down, high or low, you know. Uh, 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 and grinanti dehan, they accept bodies uh, uh, that, that way. Uh, explain how the materialists are born and die. Fools cannot understand this, but more can be said. Well, you could say, but there are many wise people in the world. You should ask them, not me. Bewildered by your maya, people do not know. (laughs) You can't ask them. Uh, uh, And the BBT, they just basically uh, say the same thing uh, 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 about what happens and one doesn't have it. Have uh, basically repeats the verse in different words. Doesn't have knowledge, and so recommends knowledge. Uh, what I would suggest, though, is you may recall a similar uh, statement in the Bhagavad Gita, uh, and then, then we'll we'll stop here. But Krishna says in uh, chapter 15, starting with uh, verse 7. We quote this up. Namai Vamso Jivaloke Jivabhuta Sanatana Mana Sastan Indriyani Prakatistani Karshati. The living entity in the conditioned world are my uh, amshas, my eternal fragmental parts. Due to conditioned life, they are struggling very hard with the six senses, which includes the mind. The living entity in the material world, I'm just continuing, um, carries his different conceptions of life from one body to another as the air carries aroma. Thus he takes one kind of body and quits it to take another. The living entity, thus taking another gross body, attains a certain type of ear, eye, tongue, nose, and sense of touch. That's what the body is, is basically an organized array of instruments for acting on the world and acquiring knowledge. The, the karmendriya, the ganendriya, the world comes into us, and karmendriya, we act back on the world. And you just take those instruments and arrange them in different, different ways, then you have a body. Mm-hmm. He thus enjoys a particular set of sense objects because the different indriya can make you like these and not like these. And, uh, you know, we, 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 can't, we, can't, we can't live on what uh, these live on or, and so on. And so there you get this. And then here, the foolish uh, cannot see. The vimudha, those people who are bewildered, cannot understand how a living entity can quit his body 
nor can they understand what sort of body he enjoys in the spell of the modes of nature. But one whose eyes are trained in knowledge can see this. The word is jnana chakshusha, who has the eyes of knowledge. You can see it, but others can't. Well, there's the same point here now. People just can't understand it. It's, it's striking. You know, I, I have children, I have grandchildren, I have a two-year-old uh, granddaughter, a four-year-old granddaughter and a two-year-old grandson. And it's very interesting what from the very, almost the very beginning, they have personalities and preferences and like things like from a very young age they've got like definite tastes and proclivities that are so strong that you could see right away oh this is what you know comes from the last life you know it's just it's just children are like that they've got personalities and and they're very definitely even just matters of taste that are really strong. Uh, and this, this, is, this is what's happened, that they're, they're changing bodies. But you, again, it's the idea that it's hard to know what the, what's, what's going on. Uh, uh, in in, in this, this case, it's hard for people to see. Because because the, the 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 subtle body is and the spirit soul are very close to each other. The ahankara people who are covered with ahankara can't really even understand I'm not the body because that ahankara, the I maker, literally makes your false identification of the self with the material body. Uh, and what causes what, what is that ahankara is the idea I'm going to enjoy in the world. And what cements the identification, what makes you inhabit this body and think of yourself as it, is basically enjoying the senses. And that's why Krishna says in the Bhagavad Gita that those, those pleasures which arise from the contact between the senses and the object are in fact the source of all suffering because it causes you to identify with the body and so whatever happens to the body you think of as happening to yourself. Uh, so th- that's, that's, that's maya, that's, that's the problem. And then you go, when you suffer, then you know, let me find some other pleasure and that just increases the entanglement. Uh, the, the thing you take as the remedy actually is more poison. It's not the antidote, uh, but, is, but is falsely perceived as, as poison. So uh, this, is what, uh, this is what happens. Uh, and so now, for the rest of the chapter, uh, we will get from 37 to 59, we'll get Lord Krishna's description of conditioned material existence. He knows what it's like, and we should pay attention to him. Uh, uh, how it, 
Which, because the first that's the first step in God's realization in a way, you know, how you can uh, toward God's realization that you can understand this, I'm not the body. Uh, and which is even better news, you're not the mind. Because the mind is, because really, there's liberation from the body at the time of death. You shuffle off the mortal coil, is you know, Shakespeare's phrase. But you take another mortal coil with you. The mortal coil is manas buddhyahankara. That stays with you. That's why when you're born, you've already got a personality. It's you know now embodied in a different way. You've gotten a body that's actually more suited to what you had before uh, when, when you left, and, and and you continue. So you take so so the air carries aroma. Uh, your the, the the soul is moving along with its its, its with, with the subtle body. Uh, the soul actually has no contact with matter, but uh, it it's travels from one body to the other, and, and the you know the spirit soul, different from the subtle body, yet follows it. And, and what what a makes that takes the soul has no relationship to the body except by a kind of illusory superimposition, how does it have, how does this particular soul have reference to this particular body? Well, it's the Paramatma who controls both matter and spirit who make, makes this arrangement. Uh, uh, and so, uh, so this is now the, the, the next uh, topic of these, these people uh, here, Uddhava is looking on them kind of very, very sad. How does this go on? Uh, and how they're illusioned and they, people just don't know what's going on. But, uh, and that, that's because there's this Aparigyana Maya. Uh, because of Aparigyana Maya, they fall into discussions. They can't understand whether there's a God or not a God, whether the world is real or not, there's none of these things they can understand. And then, then they get disgusted with, with these kind of uh, speculations and arguments because all you can see, you know, Goethe's Faust in the beginning, I've studied theology, I've studied this, I've studied that, Faust is going on, and now I only know that we can know nothing. I've looked at all these books and we can know nothing. And it's still that way. It's still that way. And uh, people want to learn a subject matter academically. They study the whole thing. They learn everything to know about it, but it's only one little bitty tiny piece of, of what there is to be known. And to understand that little thing, you have to understand a bigger thing. And to understand the bigger thing, you have to understand the bigger thing with all its relationships. And you suddenly realize this mission impossible by the method of just trying to understand through the senses. Because you can't. You just, you just can't do it. And the things that people are very, very confident uh, now and everybody agrees is true, 25 or 50 years, it'll all be rejected and another thing will come out, guaranteed, like that. Uh, 
again. And academics are the ones that argue like crazy, but one, one academic has described academics as a herd of independent minds. They, they flow, they change ideas just with the same sense that fashions change. You wear this this year, and now if you're still wearing it two years from now, what are you doing? You didn't change with everybody else. You don't know what's going on. Anyway, we'll stop there. Uh, and uh, and uh, we'll keep on going with the um, yeah, so Udav has asked this question and now the next thing we'll begin with uh, 37 is uh, uh, Krishna's answer to that but we're going to have a break now because I'm doing a little travel and in, in going to Germany so let's see, we resume again in June. Uh, let me get my calendar up. Yeah, so May is out now. Uh, yeah, May 1st I'm, I'm, I'm heading out for, uh, for, for, for Germany and then going down to Italy for a conference. And uh, then I'm coming back on the 19th. Then uh, I'll be the next weekend. I'll be at the Sadhu Sangha retreat. Uh, so that we will re- we will resume with class on June 1st after Memorial Day. So it's a good place to stop because there's a break right here, and you can read the rest of the chapter. Mm-hmm finish it there. Okay, now we'll switch out uh, uh, to uh, so we can have a question and answer session and hope you can hear me. Let's speak or something to make sure the volume is up. I think it is. Yep. So uh, either uh, uh, ask a question by phone, press star six, and if you are on Ustream, you can text the question into the chat forum or comment. Yes, I'll be misgiving it. I'm misgiving the class too. I really look forward to doing this, but. Uh, and now I want to know what happens next. <laughs> but I, mean, I read the chapter and studied a little bit. When you start to dig down into the verses, all kinds of things come up, and it's always interesting that way. It's always fun to discuss it with other people too. Yeah, anyone on the phone? Anyone on the phone? Question? Comment? Um. Yeah. My question is. We always heard how, like in the olden days, that when people were defeated and they surrendered to the other person, um, I mean, and, and even like when before Lord Chaitanya took initiation, he 
he was like very argumentative because he always defeated everybody. So, I mean, so are there, I mean, isn't that true that, I mean, it wasn't like everybody was caught up in Ghana or, or arguments and it's, it, maybe it's increasing of Kali Yuga as it goes on, but I mean, originally when people had disputes, then if you were defeated, then you surrendered to that person, right? I mean, <laughs> I, I think that would happen in previous yugas. Probably such and probably half a trait that I my guess. Okay. <laughs> it's very rare to find somebody who actually actually graciously accepts the feats and changes their mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know. I, I think it was... Uh, anyway, one, one, one philosopher looking at the history of philosophy says that it's not that any philosophy is disproved and, and uh, something uh, is actually admitted to be wrong. Uh, it's, it's that people just get tired of doing one thing and go on to something else. Again, it's like fashions more than, than, uh, than anything else. And uh, yeah, anyway, yeah, once in a while somebody will graciously admit defeat, but not often. Thank you. Okay. Anything else? Any other questions or comments? No. Okay. This is a message to people on Ustream. When we resume the class in June, we'll have a different broadcasting system, most likely on my core TV. But there'll be an email story out about that. Okay. All right, so until June 1st, is that what it is? It's June 1st. Then we'll pick up again, Canto 11, Chapter 22, and it'll be text 37, beginning. Shri Bhagavan Vachana. Shri Prabhupada Ki Jai, Shri Bhagavatam Ki Jai.